0: Hello, I'm Mike Basella, your host for this podcast and the global community that has rallied around it. As we continue to publish relevant, timely, and expert coronavirus updates, we felt it was also time to begin highlighting the dreamers, the doers, and the action takers that are battling this pandemic with their abilities. During this episode, we spent time with the Burst IQ team to learn how the organization quickly redirected its efforts to offer their expertise and technological capabilities to help empower others to battle the virus with data. I'm excited for you to learn from this very passionate and world-class team, and most importantly, how you can join the fight as we continue to band together to conquer one of the most significant challenges of our lifetimes. Frank, welcome back to the podcast and for spending some time with us today. Great to have you back here. It's great to be back with you, especially to talk about the topic we're going to talk about today. Well, since we had you back on episode 20, a lot has occurred around the world with the coronavirus outbreak and with Burst IQ and how the company has reacted to this crisis. I'm really looking forward to discussing some of the important and timely updates given all of this. Also, for this episode, Frank, you brought along a few of your colleagues at Burst IQ. Who's joining us on this podcast today besides yourself?
1: Well, I brought a few members of the team along, and particularly those members that have just demonstrated exceptional leadership in helping us launch a new service we're going to talk about, which is Research Foundry. So we have Brian Jackson, who is the president and my co-founder, Tyson Henry, our Chief Technology Officer, Amber Hartley, our Chief Strategy Officer, and Wendy Charles, our Chief Scientific Officer.
0: Wow, we got quite a group lined up today. I'm looking forward to hearing from them as well. You know, I'm grateful that to have some of the Burst IQ team here today, Frank, in order to share what the company is experiencing and doing to help many around the world battle this pandemic with the power of data. And over the past several weeks, we've received expert coronavirus updates as to where things stand with the outbreak and what the patient has experienced contracting this disease. But I'm now very eager to start covering how experts like the Burst IQ team are rapidly developing solutions to help defeat this virus. Before we dive in on all this and what uh, Burst IQ has launched with Research Foundry in response to the outbreak, a bit of housekeeping. For our audience, while listening to any of our episodes, please make sure to join our online community at passionatepioneers.com in order to share feedback and ideas with our guests and interact with the entire community. Lastly, subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Biselli on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you receive your podcasts. All right, Frank. Can you first start out by sharing how Burst IQ has responded to the global crisis and what the team has launched because of it?
1: Well, you know, the last time we talked, Mike, we talked about our underlying purpose, which is is really extending health access and equity to as many people on the planet as we can through our partnerships and really bring connectedness to the forefront with respect to health. You know, what we've seen with COVID-19 is that the whole world has really changed in so many different ways. We see health systems that are overwhelmed, economies in freefall. People are very anxious about the future, both from a health perspective as well as their financial health. And when it comes to pandemics, there's absolutely no racial divide or economic differentiators. You know, we're only people. And so we're sitting at Burst IQ thinking, you know, what can we do to make a difference in the middle of this crisis? Because we just didn't want to, shelter in place and do nothing. We want to do something that would help. And as you know, we're definitely data gonks and we thought, well, you know, we have had this whole concept of really building this this broader network and, and bringing people together. Let's do that. So we came up with this concept called Research Foundry. And what exactly is Research Foundry? Well, you know, Research Foundry is a global coalition of researchers, public health officials, organization innovators who believe that really large-scale problems can only be solved collaboratively. And you know me, it's all about collaboration. I think it's the only way we push people forward, you know, connect, collaborate, and then create. And so we put out a general call to ask people to contribute data. We built a very extensive repository of open data sets to facilitate these researchers' efforts. We sponsor participation and, and help develop collaborations coalitions, micro coalitions to focus on topics. And... We have just this incredible community of building apps on the platform, which a lot of the team members are going to talk about today.
0: Well it is really exciting and to our community listening in and, and rallied over at passionatepioneers.com, quick alert, I don't just podcast for a living. My full time day job is working alongside Frank Rakota at Burst IQ as a chief community officer. You know, Frank one thing besides our work directly focused on burst IQ and getting research foundry launched across the globe you know you and i we're very fortunate we get to work alongside some amazing innovative minds some of those we're going to hear from in just a moment but also you and i get an opportunity to advise and mentor other entrepreneurs and you know talk shop and spend time with other innovators i want to ask you a quick question as an aside cuz i think one thing that i've been noticing over the past you know number of weeks now since the outbreak It is amazing in times of great crisis, the moments of incredible and exceptional innovation that that is occurring. I'm watching organizations pivot and refocus their efforts, similar to what we're doing here at Burst IQ. It has just been awe-inspiring to me around the world, seeing these people that we call peers and friends changing course and going after solving this crisis. What are your thoughts there? What's your perspective? I know you're a thought leader around the world, Would you agree with that? This thought around times of great crisis leads to great innovation. What are your thoughts there?
1: Oh, absolutely. 100% agree with it. One of the reasons is that people start looking at life differently. You know, they break out of their current ways of thinking and their current limitations, and they start reaching out. They start gaining insights and inputs from others, which then expands their possibilities. Why I believe so firmly in collaboration. And when you talk about collaboration, what does that really mean? Well, it's a very simple definition where two or more people form a team and they don't have to be in the same company. They start working together towards a shared goal or common purpose. And COVID-19 provided this impetus to create this common purpose, you know, to fight a pandemic. But what people are starting to see now is that, you know, these old ways, they kind of stink. You know, they're not getting the job done. And it's created this sense of urgency and sped up demand for researchers and organization and public health officials and innovators to cooperate in real time and really bring solutions to the forefront that not only impact their little world and maybe make a dollar or two, but to really make an impact on the broader course of humanity. And one thing I forgot to point out, when we launched Research Founder, we did it from the perspective that we wanted it to be a free capability that really drove this collaboration and access to data.
0: Well, and that's a big deal. And I know many listening in around the world, you're probably thinking, where can we find this? Uh, while you're listening and, and getting ready to hear from the rest of the Burst IQ team, simply head over to researchfoundry.com or to our main organizational page at burstiq.com. I'll also leave all the links over at passionatepioneers.com. There'll be an entire article and post around this podcast over there. So again, researchfoundry.com while you're listening to all these world-class experts, you can poke around over there and see exactly what Frank and the team are discussing. Well, let's talk to some of those other innovators that are doing exactly what you just described, Frank, giving it their all, dedicating their efforts to reimagine a new amidst a crisis. So I'd like to bring in Tyson, Burst IQ's chief technology officer. Tyson, and, you know, at its core and as the company's CTO, can you share what you have designed Research Foundry to do at its core?
2: Well, sure. And thanks, Mike. Research Foundry, as Frank said, is this community. And how do we enable a community and how do we enable collaboration in a way that is seamless and people just are able to contribute data and consume data and give back to the common good? And the beauty of Research Foundry was that it was built on top of Burst IQ's existing platform. And you might be asking what is Burst IQ's existing platform? Well, we built a big data engine that's a blockchain enabled platform. And why is that important? It's important in the aspect that we can take digital assets like COVID data, heart data, patient records, any digital asset and store it within a blockchain and unlock that data in a way that Researchers and developers can build their applications and their research by accessing information around the blockchain, around the headers, and around the data asset itself. But it's more than just a storage mechanism. What we've done with the blockchain-enabled big data platform is really attest the data in a way that there's what we call tags or metadata information that envelop this asset. And primarily what we're talking about is data ownership. What data ownership allows us to do is do simple and complex schemes where I, as a person, can own my own medical information or my own social security number, my driver's license, information that's critical and sensitive to me. I can own it. I can control it. The Burst IQ platform opens up these things called consent contracts, which are smart contracts that run on the blockchain. And by putting the ownership within the hands of the actual data owner, rather than, say, A centralized database administrator or relying on some application or web page to manage your data, hopefully on your behalf properly, you as an individual or entity get to own your data. And by writing a consent contract, I can turn around and give my next doctor access to my information immediately. I don't have to go down to my primary care and fill out a bunch of forms and hope that I get a photocopy record. In the next week or two before my actual appointment, I can actually do it live and grant that consent. I can revoke that consent. I can grant researchers access to my information for maybe Alzheimer's disease research or heart disease research. But as part of the consent mechanism and that data ownership, First IQ has built secure data zones around your data. That enables the data owners to trust that people are holding their data in a secure manner and that all the controls and all the security policies in place make sure that that data is gonna be protected. And that's part of why all of that works together to not only secure the data, but also to unlock it for meaningful use. Burst IQ has built a set of simple to use APIs, our UI SDK, our actual web application that we use for people to access their data and look at it and be able to do analytics uh, predictive modeling, look at trends, look at historical values, developers can take our SDKs and plug and play into their own application. So between being able to write REST calls, being able to use a UI SDK that's ready to go, and knowing that your data is managed in a completely secure manner means that application developers can go from concept to working application in weeks or months, depending on the complexity of your application. So let me take that full circle back to what Research Foundry is. Research Foundry was this concept where we need to pull data together. We need to be able to pull researchers together, developers. We need to pull together thought leaders. And to do that, we needed to be able to pull all this data into a place that can be distributed and distributed nodes, both storage and compute, but that our consent contracts can then unlock that data and let people then create derivative works of that data, and then contribute back into Research Foundry and give them the ability to own that derivative work and then share that again with other researchers and other developers. So the idea here is this network effect that just keeps growing and growing and exploding. And so Research Foundry, from a technical perspective, is built on this network of what the Burst IQ platform does. But at its heart, it enables the community and the collaboration effort.
0: Well, Tyson, thanks for sharing that out. And so much to uh, learn from that and experience yourself. If you're listening in, whether you be a researcher, an entrepreneur, a data scientist, a large organization, if you head over to researchfoundry.com, if you scroll down to the bottom of the page, you'll see an opportunity to write in and let us know how you're thinking about it. And I love what the team put on the page. It says, if you are a thinker, dreamer, doer, join our movement so head over there share with us kind of what you're thinking and what you just learned from tyson and how that might apply to your work we can't wait to hear from you on that so let's turn it over to our other founder here at burst iq brian jackson as our president co-founder and coo of the organization can you share a bit why the Burst IQ team, the movement it's built, and the, given the deep expertise and the long history of all of the leadership here and the team members that are at Burst IQ, why is Burst IQ so uniquely positioned to bring Research Foundry to the world?
3: Absolutely, Mike, and I appreciate being on this podcast and look forward to moving forward. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's a culmination of just a lot of diverse experience over the years. Frank and I have, have been together for almost 20 years now. and in different aspects. And I mean, we have similar backgrounds, but a little different, a lot in the big infrastructure and cybersecurity, security side of life. Uh, Frank started out on the uh, military side and I started out on more of the commerce side and we came together almost 20 years ago. But it's just a lot of picking up unique understanding from different departments. I mean, we've picked up experience from whether it's the commerce side, whether it's the fintech finance to uh, different aspects of the Department of Defense working together. And as well as into the healthcare side of life for the last almost 10 years, and then on that on that journey is picking up meeting a different talent. Like I said, this first talent from where, like Tyson talked about, he you know he's been with us for the last almost 10 years now, and it seems like you know as we've moved together through different organizations, we've just picked up one or two people, and it comes together as you know as a really great team, um, and that's unique as well at First IQ. I mean, we've been together just about five years now, and uh, we picked up a, a couple more. Unique talents and it's just bringing that experience in together. Another aspect is, is just learning the different technologies and and culminating at the right time. I think Tyson talked a little bit about it as well. Coming to now that there's so much data out there, especially on the healthcare side of life. And how do you share that data in a secure and unique fashion? I mean, healthcare data is so abundant now that it used to be a point where trying to get the data was, there just wasn't enough and getting the data was difficult. And now we almost have too much data and it's how do you share the data? And how do you get this, the data into the right hands? And that's a lot of what Research Foundry was created upon is, is being able to take these large dispersed data sets and, and share them to different organizations and different thought leaders and different groups in a secure and meaningful fashion so that we can come up with different ideas. I mean, I think we all understand that you know not one person is going to solve every idea. So let's take these data sets and open them up to the world and do it in a secure manner and consent the data to you know the different regions or the different areas that we'd like to do, and see what we can solve because there's going to be different solutions, um, not one solution is going to solve for every area. I mean something that works in Europe may not work in America and vice versa so it, it, it just allows for a huge collaboration so and then bringing in the the blockchain side of life, as Tyson said as well, it's just that type of technology. While the you know, the cryptographic methods behind it are you know twenty, thirty years old, it's you know started to become you know more popular in the, in the years, and it's just something that actually our platform mean you know, our, our platform is unique to us and, and its capabilities are allowing us to do things that weren't available years ago and it's it's just a big culmination of technology and expertise over the last several years.
0: Well, one thing I'm really proud of, Brian, recently, and hopefully you can share a little bit more in the weeds. Uh, recently, we at Burst IQ went through a security audit. You know, I think one thing that it's important for our community to hear out there is, yeah, we're dealing with health data and it should be treated in the highest form possible in regards to security around it. Can you share a bit in regards to the platform, how Burst IQ has given so much towards perfecting security and what does that mean in regards to some of the recent audits, HIPAA compliance, GDPR and the like? Can you share a little bit there?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, it's a culmination of different technologies that we work with in different industries. And whether it's the finance side of life, there's all these rules and regulations. And as you said, in healthcare, you have HIPAA. Frank and I and Tyson, you know, worked on the DoD side of life, and obviously, there's you know stringent compliance rules going to that world. It's picking up a lot of the rules and regulations from a lot of those industries, putting them together, and kind of getting the best of breed of how to secure and protect your data. And a lot of the reasons why Frank and I started Birth IQ is, you know, our background, again, is big infrastructure, big data, cybersecurity. And we were kind of getting sick and tired of getting the, seemed like almost, you know, bi-yearly or yearly report saying, hey, your data has been compromised. And, you know, you can either just keep complaining about it or do something about it. and That was kind of a, let's go fix this. So we, that's kind of why we stepped in to say, let's go fix the healthcare side of life and implement a lot of what we've learned over the last 20 years and be able to secure and properly maintain healthcare data and do it in a secure fashion.
0: Well, I'm going to brag for my teammates for just a moment to everybody listening in. This is not their first rodeo. This team is not a brand new startup coming out of your grandmother's basement. This team is well-equipped and brings a ton of expertise to this space. And I'm just so proud to be able to work alongside all of them. So, Brian, thank you for that. And let me brag just a little bit there. So, let's now turn it a little bit over to Dr. Winnie Charles' side of the aisle, our chief science officer. Man, were we uh, lucky to have her join the team recently. Dr. Dr. Charles, I'd love for you to share as our Chief Science Officer and given your deep expertise in the scientific and research community, can you share why Research Foundry is so important for researchers, especially as we face a pandemic like COVID-19?
4: Oh, thank you, Mike, and it's a pleasure to join you today. So Research Foundry is intended to be a collaborative blockchain-based workspace for research. COVID-19 pandemic started the interest behind Research Foundry, but The novel coronavirus primarily highlighted many gaps in research and communication. So I believe that Research Foundry will generate information about sustainable solutions that will prepare our society for the next disruption. Some of the previous speakers talked about product development and innovation. With any type of innovation related to public health or healthcare, it's necessary to perform research or just create evidence in general so that the product works exactly as intended, and meets the goals that are intended. And with research, it's necessary to bring together people who have different strengths and
0: expertise. And Dr. Charles, how would you go about bringing together those people with the different strengths and expertise?
4: Well, starting out with a blockchain-based platform, we understand we're going to attract developers and people who have software-related solutions. But one of the biggest challenges that I have encountered when interacting with individuals in this group is that they may be excellent in programming skills, but they couldn't know the nuances of the healthcare landscape that they're trying to branch into. And some of the knowledge gaps that I have witnessed people's lack of familiarity with involve federal regulations or state statutes that apply to research, the conservative culture in healthcare organizations, and understanding what kinds of approaches might already be in place, how to assess and improve usability of their user interface, leveraging artificial intelligence, ethics and psychology pertaining to human behavior that might drive users to their product, and even about how to perform validation and collect metrics. And it's really important to do some kind of research or even metric collection so that there's some evidence to describe their product and show the evidence to other like healthcare organizations that are very data-driven on how best that the product
2: can meet their needs.
0: And so when you're talking about some of these organizations or maybe even individuals, what kind of partners are we talking about? Maybe let's go into the weeds a little bit there. Maybe you can describe those personas. What kind of partners are you discussing or describing here, Dr. Charles?
4: Yeah, so in addition to programmers, um, we're getting interest from people in the research community. And when we identify individuals interested in helping um, with some of these diverse areas of expertise, I perform a one-on-one meeting with them to find out their interests and the types of skills that they would like to contribute. And for me, this is not just about COVID-19. This is about building long-term relationships so that we can work together for collaborations into the future. Some specific individuals that have come forward already are some data scientists, a research scientist who specializes in AI, physician ethicists, some healthcare providers, regulatory specialists usability advisor, research coordinators, and even a business development expert has offered her expertise to help some of the developers better understand how to market and create the messaging about their products. For, for me, in interacting with established researchers, it, it seems like the timing's been great because many in the research community have seen their current research slowed by the pandemic, especially when they can't actively enroll human participants right now. And so they want to be involved in a solution related to the pandemic and participate in future sustainable solutions. And so there is an opportunity for them to utilize that time and expertise to make a difference in some of the solutions being proposed. I feel that researchers can gain some benefits from participating in Research Foundry because they can gain access to the COVID-19 data sets and other healthcare data sets that we have offered in Research Foundry. And they can join existing projects or products that are currently being created so that they can apply some research methodology to help those products move forward. Researchers have also expressed interest in trying a blockchain platform and what it's like to utilize blockchain in a real world setting and for those who are have already collected data or are part of an organization they can share their data and they can use features of the blockchain granular consent mechanisms and and learn how to analyze data on chain so overall i believe that research foundry provides a really wonderful and unique ecosystem for supporting research advances and we plan to generate some of these advances as publications and presentations.
0: Well, wow, thanks for that, Dr. Charles. And, and to tie it together for our community listening in from what Frank said at the beginning in regards to us at Burst IQ being so mission-driven around collaboration and togetherness and with what Dr. Charles just shared, don't be shy. Reach out to us if you fit within some of the personas and some of the expertise that Dr. Charles just outlined head over to burstiq.com, fill out our information form or researchfoundry.com and let us know because Dr. Charles is absolutely correct. She spends a lot of one-on-one time with amazing innovators and researchers around the globe. And and really that starts from the very top with our founders, Brian and Frank, that we are committing ourselves to working alongside expert minds around the world so we can battle this together. So head over to burstiq.com, researchfounder.com, let us know, and I'm sure and confident that uh, Dr. Charles will certainly be in touch with you. So thank you for that, Dr. Charles. All right, Amber, our Chief Strategy Officer, you're up next, and I can't wait for you to share what is happening on the front lines. You're out there, you're with the community, uh, and and you're seeing what they're doing with the platform. Amber, can you share a bit of the validation from our community and the industry at large as to why Research Foundry has grown so fast to help battle against COVID-19 and how Research Foundry and Burst IQ is positioned even beyond this current pandemic? Can you share out a bit what you're seeing from your side of the aisle at Burst IQ?
5: Yeah, sure, Mike. You know, we've always had a really active community here at Burst IQ, and many of our partners have been looking for ways to contribute solutions to COVID-19 crisis. And, you know, Research Foundry really provides them with the resources they need to connect with data assets that help them build solutions and with researchers who can help them design and develop COVID solutions and then connect those solutions with the institutions that are looking to deploy them. So we've seen a really, really strong response. We already have a couple of dozen solutions that are being developed around contact tracing and mapping, immunity path solutions, EID solutions, management of important life documents, and much more. On the enterprise side, our public institutions and enterprise partners have really responded positively. And I think that's because it really solves a major gap in the healthcare industry. You know, these large institutions have always struggled with privacy, and security concerns and how you enable accessibility of that data to your collaboration communities and your innovators without losing control of those data assets. So how do you maintain privacy of that data at the same time that you're maintaining accessibility of that data? And Research Foundry really solves that challenge for them. So we've seen an incredible response, both from our large institution partners as well as our startup and innovator community. On the enterprise side, you know, Research Foundry allows these large institutions to maintain control and traceability and compliance of their data assets at the same time that they really want to contribute those data assets to to global COVID-19 research. And this really allows them to connect with those communities, those research and innovator communities, to solve not just COVID-19, but whatever the next global challenge is going to be. So it really becomes this very important tool for health information exchanges, for enterprises who are running enterprise data networks, for institutions that want to build crowdsourcing initiatives and really leverage crowd intelligence. It allows them to connect and collaborate in ways that really just haven't been possible in the past.
0: Thank you for that, Amber. I really appreciate kind of bringing it all together. And again, thank you to Dr. Charles and Tyson and Brian for being a part of this podcast today as well. I appreciate everybody's perspective and expertise with launching Research Foundry, being on the front lines and being able to interact with the global community with Research Foundry. It has been incredibly powerful. Of course, we have lots of upcoming public announcements. One recent that we had on the podcast is Christian from HeroX. We just had a public press release between Burst IQ and HeroX. To learn more about uh, HeroX's efforts and our efforts, head over to HeroX.com COVID-19 to learn more about what they're up to and how they're powering through the power of crowdsourcing ideas and challenges to help solve for COVID-19. And we're there to help and work alongside the HeroX team and ecosystem. It's been really exciting. So, Frank, I'm going to bring you back in to close us out. What an action-packed podcast this was. A lot of great information for our community. But close us out. I want to leave with you closing this podcast out. Take us home, Frank.
1: Well, first, I just, you know, I want to let all your listeners know, I just feel very blessed to be surrounded by this team, you included, Mike. It's been an amazing journey. One that we just, we just started. Because, look, at the end of the day, and we talk about collaboration quite a lot, but when you're a person, you can make a change. When you're a team, you can create some impact. But when you're a community all working together towards a common purpose, you can literally change the world. And that's what I think we built as a foundation of Research Foundry. I want to applaud all the innovation projects out there because there's been a tremendous number of hackathons really focused on solutions and teams really coming together to try to collaborate on given problem sets and even others really creating data repositories. But what makes us a little different is that notion of we want to drive collaboration. We want our community to own the efficacy of the network and the connectedness uh, between them. And so we're willing to work with any innovator out there, anybody else that's really pulling together additional data sets, if it drives a broader world forward and creates collaborations that in turn create new solutions. So you might ask, Okay, great. All this is wonderful. What can I do? How can I get involved? Well, I think it's pretty straightforward. One, you can show up and propose a project. You may have a research project or an area you want to focus on and you need some help or you need some data. Let us know and we'll we'll work to help you. If you're an innovator, you can develop an application. You have access to all the data sets that we have curated. If you need, again, anything else, let us know. If you need other support personnel, let us know. As Wendy talked about, is connecting people together. Amber is really awesome at connecting businesses together. If you just want to access and analyze datasets, welcome to the platform. You can get an account right after this podcast. Just go to the website and log in. And last, contribute your knowledge and data. Be a part of the solution. Let's break these old paradigms of, hey, I have to have a wall garden. I gotta protect my data. I have to protect my idea. I don't want anybody to steal it versus thinking about it from the standpoint, as Brian mentioned, this notion of abundance. And if I get it out there, I'm going to think outside of myself. I'm gonna have additional creative ideas that really drive what I wanted to do forward, even bigger than you may have thought possible, without compromising security, without compromising your IP ownership, but really being able to move you forward Faster with a whole lot less costs associated with it. So, we definitely want you part of the movement. We want you to be one of our collaborators, one of the members. It won't cost you anything to join and to participate, and really look forward to interacting with everybody.
0: Well, thank you, Frank, for closing us out there. And to everybody listening in, we are facing one of the greatest challenges in our generation. And over the past number of weeks, the conversations I've had both privately and on this podcast have been life-changing for me. And I still remain incredibly confident that when we come together and when we work together with one goal in mind and the goal here to defeat COVID-19, there is no doubt we can make it happen. So come and join us over at researchfoundry.com. Everything that Frank just shared is 100% who we are as an organization. This is why I joined. So we need you. No matter if you're a one-woman startup, a single researcher, a two-person team, a global 100, we need you in this fight. Come join us. Frank, and on behalf of the entire team, thank you for joining us today, spending some time with us, sharing with the world what is happening with Research Foundry and how we can all come together to battle this pandemic. Frank, thank you.
1: And Mike, thank you so much from all of us for highlighting this initiative on your podcast really appreciate it